Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Let's jump right into it and introduce our players. Hi, I'm Terry Gamble. Um, I'll be playing Alizé Kourou, um, an antique stealer. Adorable. Oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Kelsey Osborne, and I will be playing Maggie Cooper, a sex worker. Yeah. yeah. I'm Mac Beauvais. I'm going to be playing Ethel Prendergast, who is a widow and has enough of a fortune going for her that she doesn't currently have to have an occupation. And I am Michelle Otis, and I will be playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. Her current occupation is wife. (laughs) (laughs) One widow, one wife. We're good. Oh, my God. That's the best. A spinster and a prostitute. Right. Look at us with our full rounded table. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I am a spinster. (laughs) It's like the fates or something. Right. Oh, the wife, the the widow, the spinster, the prostitute. (laughs) Seriously. That's really funny. One thing that I wanted to ask you, Kelsey, was... I made up a group of, like, there's you guys as members of the uh, Royal London Spiritual Society, which we will get into in a minute. There's other members, though, and uh, some of them are very uptight women who don't really approve of what you do. They feel bad for you, Terry, but they don't feel... That uh, <laughs> my Maggie. mouth is agape. I'm sorry, I'm on the podcast. I have to tell you. I'm like, what do you mean? This is Terry. I because I'm I, I'm on. I mean, I am already 25, and I you know because <laughs> it's London in 1890. <laughs> right. There's still yeah. hope, dear. There's still hope. I don't know. I think it could be over. <laughs> Trust me. Men are more trouble than they're, than they're worth. Uh, I don't know. I would like the trouble to try. <laughs> I find that the men in my life keep seeming to die of mysterious causes. <laughs> and while fingers have been pointed at me, I assure you, I am not the mysterious cause. <laughs> mysterious, yes, but uh, the cause. No. That does sound very <laughs> mysterious. My original thought was that uh, Maggie Cooper mm-hmm. started uh, the Rose Petal, which is an all-women, worker-owned brothel in London. Okay. Um, and we make a good money because we all share our profits equally amongst all the girls. Mm-hmm. Or there are not just girls there. It's open to anyone who wants to uh, partake in our little uh, So it's also co-op. a Molly house? That's what they used to call them. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so she makes pretty good money so she can afford to pay in, like to pay the dues to the society. Mm-hmm. And she loves that it's mostly just prissy women that that snub their nose at her because she kind of mm-hmm. gets a little power kick from, <laughs> from showing that. up somewhere that society has deemed she shouldn't be. Okay, cool. She kind of gets a kick out of it. 
Okay. Plus, she just likes eccentric women, and there are also eccentric women that belong in this little well, society. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Basically, I, I don't know hands. what you mean. Um, <laughs> I uh, okay. I know when you're saying about eccentric women, you know, Eugenia's thinking, "Oh, I'd love to be eccentric." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll call me that if I join the society? I assure you, it is Do not all that it's cracked up to be. <laughs> All right, so... Um, <laughs> I would have been like, have you been eccentric for long? Ooh. <laughs> I like that that would be the question. Tell me, have you been eccentric for long? Yes, I'd like to know about it. Mac, yes. Ethel, unfortunately considered as such. <laughs> I'm going to go around the table and like do one scene with you so everybody who's listening can kind of get to know you. And what your situation is. Okay, Alizé, you own a shop. It's not very far from the society's house. It's actually very close to the British Museum. Your father really set you up well with a good chunk of money to make sure that you never had to worry about being on the street or anything. What's the name of your shop? Curiouser and Curiosities. Curiouser like and it. Curiosities, okay. And you sell, like, knickknacks and weird, like, maybe charms and stuff? I think you've got to imagine a little bit like um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, the little shop, Mm -hmm. Um, if some of you recall. Um, (laughs) Giles, uh, you know, like, they're they're a little... store. There's books from around the world and things that have probably been gotten from travels. I've never actually gone anywhere, but um, people (laughs) bring them back to me and I've ordered them. Right. Um, and people know that as a destination. And my father, I think, traveled a lot and would bring things back, but never took me and my mother on the trips. We had to stay in mind the shop. Um, right. And so um, here I am at, at Curiouser and Curiosities. And yes, there are some things of, of, of origin that I, I don't quite understand. And I think that's partly why I joined the society, maybe, because um, I wanted to find out a little bit more. And maybe I could drum up some more sales. Right. Anyone? Please come to the shop. Okay. Uh, you do have one person that comes in on a regular basis. His name's Benny. Oh, and yes. uh, Benny so has. Handsome. He has a stutter that's pretty pronounced. He has a hard time speaking, but he does tend to come in and he'll buy different things. You're getting the idea that it's possible he might like you, but he doesn't know how to get past his stuttering issue oh this is so painful and he'll come in and go uh uh, 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 uh i'll take this right <laughs> like, so oh. he's trying to speak to you but he, i'm already in love <laughs> he goes out and benny grabs like different things that you know like he's never gonna use i don't know that that <laughs> like you know like like some kind of Thing yeah, that, something that's like, yeah, yeah, something impossible. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know, but something weird or whatever that doesn't make sense for Benny. But he comes in about once a week and, and, and spends a few pounds in there. And you'll get people that'll come in and they'll kind of look around and, you know, you'll get sales every once in a while. But, you know, luckily you, you're set. So how long have you been part of the Royal London Spiritualism Society? Oh, I have been a part of it for about six months now. I don't know. I feel like it should be longer. 
It depends on how, how long, long it's have been, we been around. I how was, when was it formed? Yeah. I was I was thinking it was formed in '85. Oh, so it's been around about five like years five already. years or so. All right, so I've probably been in it like a year at least. Okay, because okay. I'm sure I had people coming through from it that probably came to the shop to like scope out or you know right. look into some things, and I probably heard about it. I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Okay, so at least a year. Kate Plum comes in, and she's one of the members. It's a it's a Thursday morning, and you you all get together on Thursday mornings and have tea, and you talk about. Basically, it's a gossip session, even though you're supposed to be talking about the supernatural. On Fridays Sounds or like Saturdays night, ever. yeah, basically. <laughs> On Fridays or Saturday nights, you guys do the actual seances. So she comes by. And she's mm. you know, any any customers? Oh, just just Benny, my regular customer. Oh, that's that's nice. That's nice. It's yeah. it's so it's so unfortunate. He was born with that curse. Uh, what do you mean? His he's... speaking. He can't speak. But he, oh, but he's very, uh, but he's. Really lovely. Oh, I'm I, I'm sure that he is, and in a very kind of under sarcastic. <laughs> tone. Yes, yes, dear. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Oh, I, I don't, Um. Okay. Uh. Yes. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Are you, are you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Are you going to lock up the store? Y- yes, I, I should. Okay. Um, I'll, let me grab my keys. One moment in my coat. All right, so you grab your stuff. Now, the portion of London that you live in is uh, very nice. The, the streets are relatively clean, taken care of. By this point, there's actual uh, a sewage system. Uh, so there's not as many cholera outbreaks, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. modern times we live in. Oh, modern it's times, oh, you guys, that's still a problem. Places, yeah, yeah, it oh, is. Sewage is a problem. And um, so they've uh, they've done a lot to keep, because you're in the area, like I said, near the British mm-hmm. Museum, near Westminster Abbey is not very far. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, that's what you grew up in. Mm-hmm. So even though you know that there's poverty out there, I don't know how I much I haven't really come in much contact with it. Right. There's not uh, a lot of, um, there's not a lot of interaction. No, I, I've donated to, to a few charities. Right, right. Um, when I can. So you get to the Royal London Society house, which is this huge house that was bought by Mabel's husband, Reginald. It's this gorgeous old home. And the reason that Mabel had it bought was because the thought was that there was a ghost that was actually stuck here. And she thought, hey, you know, we're trying to get in touch with ghosts. Why not try this house that has a ghost? His name was Richard Philwright. The building was built in 1738, a while ago, over 100 years old. It's beautifully kept up. It's, it's very nice. And the story goes is that his wife murdered him in the home. Now, you have not felt him, you know, as you've, you've come in. You haven't sensed him at all. 
Me being Ethel. So you being Ethel. Those at home. Sorry listening. for those at home. Uh, <laughs> Ethel has not sent some, but this house has basically been where you guys have met up. So you show up. Say your name is Alize. Alize. I will get it. It's just the alcohol from America. Yeah. Alize. Typically drinking by African Americans. Just giving a little nod. You know, I'm playing a very young white British woman. <laughs> Those of you at home trying to follow along. Who probably doesn't drink very much. Who probably Actually, doesn't no. drink very much, but hey, it's cool. Um, I had a few cousins that have been named after alcohols, so I just it's a nod to my family as well. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, Alizé, when you show up, you and Miss Plum are the first ones there. You start getting things together because Miss Plum is also, she's pretty young. She's like 18. Oh, is she still young? She's still pretty young. And she must be out in society already. Basically, because you guys are not married, you're kind of expected to go in and, and make sure everything is ready before. We've got the sandwiches together. We're right. getting the tea done. I also made some scones. Okay, so that's what you're doing right now. Um, <laughs> To give contrast, uh, <laughs> Maggie, whatever do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you wake up to the beautiful sound of the East End, Maggie. which um, the East End is a doesn't have any central location. It actually is just the east of the city. Um, the city sprawls out kind of like Los Angeles where it started as this, it's called the Square Mile, and then they just got, started putting boroughs on it as they've gone. And Westminster is kind of the, the upper crust area. And then as they came out, things kind of got worse as they go along. Now, there's been, I've tried to figure out a name for this, but it's not, I don't know if it's be, be called gentrification, but because rents are so low and stuff in this area, there have been more skilled craftspeople moving into the area lately. Hipsters. But, yeah, hipsters of the 19, <laughs> 1890s have been moving in because the, the rent's cheaper. It and Yeah. <laughs> the best this really is a horror podcast. <laughs> the, the best <laughs> gentrification is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that counts. I think yeah. that counts. Yeah. That definitely counts. Yeah. Yeah. I right. definitely have dreams about it and nightmares. Yep. So, um... But it's still like the place where Jack the Ripper killed a bunch of people. And there are not really paved roads. There's mud. There's trash. Finding people on the Thames dead is very normal. It's a very different world. So whenever you go on Thursday, it's kind of like almost traveling to a different dimension, right? You wake up. Um, you said you're running your own brothel. We all run it. And it was called again? The Rose Petal. The rose petal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a sexual euphemism. Yeah, yeah. I, we got it. <laughs> I think loud and clear. Just in case you didn't get it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and so, unfortunately, not everybody in the neighborhood is happy or excited about sharing their business with competitors who are basically 
not running the business the same way they are. Surrounding businesses? Yeah, surrounding. Like not, not so, the other brothels, basically. Oh, right, okay. The yeah. other brothels. Yeah. There's this one brothel um, called The Pig in the Stone. It's an inn mm, that place that's is across the way. Don't you love that that's name? The Pig in the so Stone. Nasty. I'm in love with all of it. Thank you. How much does it cost for one pig in a stone? <laughs> exactly. A shilling. Oh, those are very good prices. <laughs> Wait until you see what's in it. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you wake up to the sound of one of your friends downstairs. Uh, she's like, uh, Maggie, we, we have an issue down here. Can you, can you please come down very quickly? Oh, great. What is it? Uh, someone has uh, set fire to our front door, and uh, I can't open it. What? You heard me. Get down here. <laughs> I run downstairs with my chamber pot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, so it's it's Fran. <laughs> Fran is an older woman. She's starting to get to the the end of her career, and her biggest fear is having to either be homeless or move into a workhouse. Um, so she is very happy to be in a place where she might be able to work a few more years. Just so everyone knows right now, Terry is trying not to blow like a top. <laughs> she laughs right next it's to me. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about the end of her career. Anyway, back to you. I've got a very strong visual on this one. And then so, I'm just thinking about the bird revelation, but back to you. Okay. So she's, she's trying to open the door and you can see out one of the mud glazed windows this fire that's burning on the other side and kind of burning up. And you look outside and, and you see a few of the other brothel owners, all men in different levels of decay standing out there because they, they, you know, they live out here and people get boils and they're just kind of watching. She's like, I can't get the damn thing open. What are, help me. Okay, to break down this burning door, Kelsey, I need you to roll a strength check. Now the door is compromised because of the fire, so you just need to get a 75 or under to be able to break it down. 30. Great, you guys like hit. You hear the, the door crack, you tumble out through the door, and the, the door basically breaks in, in two halves, and all this smoke is going on, and you grab your chamber pot and and splash it up there. <laughs> and hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> And the, the guys just start like laughing. Craggy from the Pig in the Stone goes, you know, if you want to work someplace that doesn't catch on fire so often, ladies, you should come over to my place. It's, it's much better for you. I'm sure you'd like it. And then they start to disperse, you know, going back to their thing. Of course, there are no cops anywhere. What do you want to do though? Like what, what is your response to all this? Thanks for all your help, gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> Looks like the brothel has to be closed today, so sorry. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna like try to sort of <laughs> shut the door the best that I can. So and be like, girls, we've got cleaning to do. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you guys uh, start dealing with your door, and then once the door is done, you'll get dressed and you'll go to your meeting, which you're yes. hopefully going to be on time for, but you're not sure now because you're dealing with this. Yeah, and I'm going to have um, a couple of my other girls. Uh, we'll, we'll work out of the house today. Okay. So we'll go do street work. And right. uh, I would like them to try to maybe find out which 
was the person who actually started the fire on our front door. Yeah. All right. Well, so, you brought those hipster craftsmen now down there, so one of right. them can surely make a door for you. S- yes. A very, <laughs> a very fancy carved artisan wood door. Artisanal. Art- artisanal. There uh, we go. Gluten-free. Yeah. Gluten-free. Uh, <laughs> the door free vegan. range. <laughs> oh, yeah. Free range. It must vegan. be from yes. some sort of sustainably grown wood. Sustainable resource. Sustainable. For sure. Yeah, one of the craftsmen is from Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Portland? Down the street, the port. Yeah, right. The land port, by the port. Land. The land by the port. That, that open field. Aren't you close to the That's port? That's Portland. You are in Portland. <laughs> so the dream of the 1890s is alive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Ethel. <laughs> Ethel, we'll get back to you just in one second. That's because I'm making trouble. No, no, not at all. All right, over to Michelle, who's playing Eugenia. All right, so you're at home, you're getting ready, you're putting on all your fancy clothes, all your makeup and everything else, and uh, your husband... Ladies don't wear makeup. Oh, I... Ladies pinch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're pinching. And your husband's downstairs reading why the maid is serving breakfast. You're going through your, your whole thing, and then you go downstairs, and he's reading his, his magazine. You guys have, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that, you, that you've been married for yeah. a while, and yes. you know maybe you even sleep in different bedrooms, or of maybe... Of course, we are a decent couple. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I I love that each of you are completely different (laughs) from each other. That's, it's, it's a lot of fun. He's like, uh, he's sitting there reading his, his paper as you're about to go. So do you want to say anything to him? Heading off to my lady's society, dear. Oh, that is so droll. However, um, I shall be back uh, probably, oh, around seven. (laughs) Yes, just in time for dinner. Don't worry, dinner won't be late. (laughs) All right. Best of days to you, dear. (laughs) (laughs) And you leave. Do you guys like that? <laughs> oh my god, I love him so much. Is that is totally their relationship. Yeah. She just kisses him on his bald head and walks out. She's oh. always got a paper. You never see his face. Oh my god. <laughs> so, all right, so oh, um, you head out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Sorry. Oh it's like my god. Wilson from Home Improvement. Yeah. yeah. Up with like a Charlie Brown teacher, yeah. but then put in 1800s. <laughs> oh, it's great. So um, Something for everyone on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel, you're having a recurring dream where you're at your mother's funeral. The rain is falling and lightning strikes across the sky every once in a while. People are hoping that the priest hurries through the rites and your father stands a few feet away from him. You hate your father. He's beat your mother so many times and finally he killed her. And what makes it all worse is that nothing's going to happen to him. He's gonna get away with it as you sit there and watch from across the grave between you, the gulf of your mother's burial site. They lower the coffin in and as it touches the ground below and they start throwing dirt on it, you wake up for a brief moment 
you see your mother in the corner of the room in a dark veil. She reaches her hand up and then disappears. You put your hand on the empty spot where your husband used to sleep. You've lost so much over the years. And you haven't had a good night's sleep in a long time. I imagine she's one of those that always has that wan look about her with circles under the eyes. Yeah. I would imagine they've become so very routine for her that it's just another part of the daily drudgery and the fact that she seems to have this connection and can't quite can seem to connect more deeply with other spirits, but less so with the spirit of her mother is very frustrating to her. Right. She probably gets up, shakes the cat off the bed. She has a tabby cat named Easter (laughs) because I decided that and pulls back the sheets. Um, She doesn't make the bed. She doesn't have to. She'll go over to her vanity, um, try and cover the circles as best she can do something with her hair, get dressed and go down to breakfast. Uh, Her maid, Agatha always has, um, just a, a boiled egg ready for her. She always has a very simple breakfast, that and a cup of tea. Um, not much different from what her routine would have been when she still lived in the States. Uh, but she moved to London because she'd heard the spiritualist movement was so much stronger there. So she's probably been in London for a few years. This has been her normal routine, but doesn't really interact with anybody. She might consult her cards at breakfast, her tarot cards, and kind of get a brief reading for the day before setting out. You have your deck of tarot cards here with you. I do. Would you like to pull a card for Ethel of what her day is going to be like? Just do like a (laughs) quick one. Sure. Let's see what we have here. Hmm, interesting. So I actually pulled up the Four of Swords, and the Four of Swords is a card about quiet reflection in times where things could be really busy. Um, Sword cards are usually about action and things moving, but this is one of the ones that reminds you that sometimes you need to take a moment of repose and compose yourself and plan things out before you take the next steps. So I imagine she's probably been probably thinking very hard about her association with the society and what that means and how much of it she thinks is, she would never use this word, uh, bullshit, with the ladies that are a part of it and which ones may or may not have some legitimacy. Right. And it is also interesting. There seem to be three other ladies that she seems to connect with there or have at least a a passing interest in. And then with herself included, adds up to four, and there are four swords. Mm, Very good. good. I like it. That was great. Um, (laughs) Improv. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. So all of you goes through these daily routines that you do and you all get to the society building. And of course, Mabel is already there and she, she's walking around and looking and going, you know, I have told uh, Wilford several times to clean up around this house better. He keeps moving things to places. And what happens if a ghost comes by and they're attached to something? This needs to stop right now. I need to, to talk to Wilford this second. Now, Wilford, he is usually a butler, um, but he's being paid so well because you guys only use the house so often. So he just comes in and kind of you know helps out. 
and does the the really manual labor kind of stuff. You guys might get the sandwiches ready. Oh, yes. Wilford gets the drinks, makes sure everybody's whatever. And so he's running around doing all of these different things for you guys. And he comes in and uh, he goes, uh, yes, Mom, how can, how can I help you? So uh, this, you've moved everything around in the completely wrong way. And I need you, I need you to listen for once. And just, I want all the things to be dusted under and placed back where they are meant to be. We mean to make sure that all of the spiritual energy is able to move through the house properly. Do <laughs> not, do not move anything because it's very important to the society. Yes, mom, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure, mom, that, that everything is, is done well. Okay, now, now off with you. And she waves her hand in a condescending way. Dismissively. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, um, Wilford walks away. And you guys all join her at this really large table that you do these seances at. But, the, you know, for these teas, it's got a beautiful white cloth over it with uh, embroidery around the side. And she serves on this, like, porcelain china that is actually made in England because uh, they made a lot of china uh, pieces in Eng England for the tea and you guys have little cakes and you're all sitting around and lemon uh, bars um, and lemon oh, bars oh I love lemon bars <laughs> now Maggie you had a very rough morning obviously how are you completely put together like you would normally be or were you rushed I probably don't look uh, quite as nice as I would have liked to look today. Right. And when I sit down at the table for tea, I pull a little flask out of my <laughs> out of one of my pockets. The pockets sewn all into my dress. Okay. And I offer to the other to the other. It's women. a bit early, isn't it, dear? Not for me, it ain't. <laughs> okay. So before we move on, I want to introduce all the different women who are in the society, so you guys have kind of an idea of the people there. So you know Mabel Tillis already. She is the busybody of the group, and she owns the house that you guys are in right now. She really feels that she is a genuine spiritual person. She is not. As <laughs> it's very obvious. Something. She's, yeah, she's something, but she is not a spiritual She's a homeowner. She's a homeowner. That's about it. Uh, Rose Byrne, she's Irish. She has lived in London for a few years now. Lately, she has been very sick, coughing a lot. Uh, her husband, who was a Ban Sawyer, it's Bansaw, a working class guy, uh, had an accident and passed away in the most horrific way. Yeah, no. It is a horror game. Oh, God. But it was pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, she's lost some weight. She's coughing a lot. If you didn't know better, you'd almost think consumption or something along that tuberculosis or something like that. But she doesn't partake in smoking. She doesn't really drink a lot. She just seems out of sorts. 
Then there is Violet Huntington. She's a young, young girl. She's uh, probably 17. Her father's very influential and part of Reginald's legal firm. And so she has joined. Uh, she is incredibly naive, but also a nice person. You know, she's always like very attentive. And sometimes she does not get the barbs that go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Violet is very like, what? Huh? She's happy to be there. What? <laughs> you know? She's happy to be there. Exactly. Nancy Smith believes that there's an afterlife. She knows that there are spirits. And she's very open. She doesn't put on airs about her abilities. She knows there's stuff out there and she's willing to listen to other people. So it makes her pleasant to be around. Kate Plum, which you have already met. Kate Plum is a little doughty, kind of, you know, like I said, she's like 18, 19. She's there for the gossip, basically. Another member who's mainly there for the gossip is Ida Gottman. She looks at Mabel as someone that's in the upper echelons of society and enjoys hobnobbing with the richer class. Her rabbi's not happy that she's part of a spiritual society, but she ignores him anyway. Her husband's a rich man who works for trade companies all over London. He is often gone on business trips, which is even more reason for Ida to be part of the society. She feels like she has people she can talk to and trust. So you're all sitting around and you're talking about different things. Violet kind of looks around, she goes, you know, I was wondering, See, my father, Papa, was saying that we might go to America. And I, I know that you're, you're from America. What is, what is this New York like? Honestly, Violet, you have to understand, the states are far and wide. I have not been everywhere that you could be there. And I've spent very little time in New York, and all I remember is that it was dirty and it was loud. It was honestly a bit more like London is. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. I was hoping for room, for, um, for more of something different. Maybe we'll go outside the city. Well, you might want to try near about my home area of Georgia. Oh, I've, I, I've, I've heard of that before. That's... That's in the south, correct? That is correct. All right, well, I looked for it. I look for it. Now, ladies, ladies, let's... I would just like to go somewhere, anywhere, really. Uh, You're here? Oh, that's true, but I have things from all over the world in my shop, and I dream sometimes of what the place is like, where the thing is from, and what it smells like, what it looks like. Well, yes. Mabel kind of uh, looks at you like kind of sideways glance as well. Maybe if you focused more on trying to meet someone as opposed to acquiring goods, you might, you know, meet a husband. Uh, oh, oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. Um, Alizé is, uh, she's quite remarkable, actually. I'm sure she Not is. Not all of us can run a business, you know. Alizé, I respect the fact that you run a business. Don't you run a business, dear? I do. Mm, yes. And trust well, me, Well, the less dear. we hear about it, the better. I mean, this is a room full of ladies, not um, I, I respect Miss Cooper. Thank uh, you. I, I respect her. Thank you. Okay. And trust me, darling, men aren't always what they're cut out to be. 
Okay. They're the same everywhere. Uh, oh. We must talk about our uh, our seance tomorrow. Uh, we are trying to connect with the ghost of this house, and I was hoping that we could have dinner promptly at eight, and then maybe try to do a, another seance and see if we can reach him, maybe talk with him. Uh, yes? No, out of character. Okay. How many times have seances been attempted to reach the same ghost in this one? Oh, yeah, I was wondering too <laughs> if it's been five years. Probably. We just keep trying. Keep yeah. Trying. yeah. Uh, I mean, is this like yeah. the Houdini seance where we keep trying and nothing happens? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, I was just curious. All right. No, no, absolutely. And that's kind of <laughs> that's where I was going to lead. Is that yeah? You guys keep trying to like get this, and like every once we... in a while, you'll hear a knock <laughs> or something. Yeah. Right, and it's like. Who is, is Mabel doing the knock, or is someone else doing the knock, or whatever? Well, right. what, I, what I'm wondering is if, um, you know, the butler isn't actually the, the one misplacing things. That's what I'm wondering, too. You know, she keeps accusing him, and he says, oh, yes, Mom, yes, Mom. But it's, it's not him. <laughs> right, right. We've actually contacted the spirit. We just are too clueless to read. I, <laughs> wonder, I was wondering the same thing. That's funny. All right, game on. <laughs> what if we... What if we have we tried using the cones? You've seen a seance cone. I, I've I seen in, those before. One came into my shop recently, and I thought maybe we could that could help. Have we ever considered perhaps holding this at another location, just to maybe try something a little different? Well, I mean, where would we do that? Mabel says very, like, <laughs> like. I mean, maybe. But where would we do it? There's a whole lot of London out there. I'm sure we can find something else. We've been... Uh, how do I put this nicely? Heretofore unsuccessful in our contact attempts. Perhaps maybe it's time to consider it's the location. Yes, maybe. Oh, I know. There's this lovely little tea shop that I think might be the perfect spot because it is right across the way from a cemetery. <gasps> that sounds dangerous, Kate. One puts in, uh, I don't know, that, that sounds very close to, to a lot of, of dead people. We, we just want one dead person, we not could be all of the dead person. We could be inundated. Yes, I like oh, inundated. Oh, That's a good I word. I I didn't think about that. I'm just so excited to try to contact something. Well, calm yourself down, honey. We'll figure it out. Anyway, I think we should stay here, but we could put it to a vote, and if everybody else agrees, we could go maybe to the tea shop, or, or w did you have a, a place? Or maybe we should try another room in the house. That's... We've been in the same corner for years. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe the ghost, maybe, maybe he passed away in a different portion of the home. We could try a different room? Well, as long as Wilford keeps his mitts off everything, we could try that, and we could see if something disappears, and then we'll know that it was the ghost and not Wilford being Wilford. Maybe the master bedroom? How do we get the table up there, though? Oh, well, I'm sure Wilford could figure it out. The table's quite heavy. We could just sit on the floor. <gasps> 
ladies on the floor. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, no, that sounds like an adventure. We should do it. We should do it. On no, the no, floor. no, no, no. Settle down. Oh. See, you've got her all wined up now. I had Look to what do. you're doing. A yes. master bedroom, though. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Never know. We could find a contact a scorned lover. Ladies, ladies. She winks at Alizé. <laughs> I'm like, Alizé is freaking out. <laughs> a bedroom? A spirit? Ooh. Well, Scintillating. It seems scandalous. It seems that I'm outvoted anyway, as you ladies seem to want to do this someplace else in the house. Um, so we could move it up to the bedroom, if that is what we want to do. I mean, Ethel, will that feel like we're doing something different enough? I'm willing to go where the rest of the group is feeling inclined to head. Mm. All right. It got real icy in here. <laughs> Maybe that's a ghost. I don't think it is. So you guys continue with your conversation. You're noticing that uh, Rose is, is coughing quite a bit throughout the conversation, worse than usual. She, like, you notice that she's, like, hiding her handkerchief a little bit. And um, it's kind of a, a telltale sign to you that she's... Maggie's probably seen a good yeah, amount of consumption. Consumption. She's hiding, she she's hiding something from you guys. She goes, I'm really, I'm really sorry, but I'll have to see you later, ladies, tomorrow. I'm, I'm not feeling good. I think I'm going to go... She's about to be our ghost. I can feel it. Sorry, I'm, out of game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm okay, gonna, I'm gonna go home and and I'll be back tomorrow. And Miss Byrne, would you care for some sort of escort along with you? I, I, yes, I I would. I, if if you don't mind, or you know, I, I am happy to accompany you. Okay, I can call one of my ladies. That was an interesting accent. <laughs> I can call one of my ladies. You, you, Would that you be helpful? In, you slid into a Texas accent <laughs> while, trying, while she's doing her Georgia accent. Oh, whoa, whoa, what was that? Oh, but That's no, funny. one of my ladies could uh, oh, and definitely might, escort her. I, I, I think that would be, uh, no offense, but I think it might be inappropriate with everyone talking, especially now that I'm a widow, I don't want people thinking that I'm making money that way. Just, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to upset you. Mm -hmm. I understand everybody has to do what they have to do. I obviously need to go, but Ethel, if you're willing to go with me, I'd, I'd appreciate it. I will be more than happy. All right. You guys go your separate ways again, and, and we'll go through what happens. As you're walking with Rose, uh, with yeah, it is Rose. with Rose. Yeah. yeah, as you're walking her home, you know you're in the streets. It's it's early day, uh, and you're feeling something coming off of her, like some kind of strange energy. Something's weird about her aura, but you can't really place your finger on it. No. Rose, do forgive me if I am overstepping my bounds, but uh -huh. it does seem to me you've been ill for quite some time. Ever since my husband died, it's it, it's something, I caught something and I can't 
seem to get rid of it. It's, it's been quite bad. But being a widow myself, I understand that there is a, a mourning period, but this has gone on a mite longer than that. Have you been to see a doctor or some other professional? Uh, not yet, no. I, I, I guess you're right. I probably should. Maybe I can get some cough medicine or, or something. And have you had any other kind of strange happenings? Well, I've, I sometimes dream about my husband. I think about him quite often. And sometimes I feel like he's so close, but I was really hoping that the society, Mabel's so focused on talking with this gentleman that died in that house, but I feel like I really could, we could maybe reach my husband, who's more recently dead. That's why I'm here. That's the whole point. Well, if with your kind permission, I would be more than happy to speak to Mabel about perhaps moving this to your residence. Oh, that, that would be very nice of you, but she is... I wouldn't worry about Mabel. I'll pardon my, uh, pardon my language, but she is quite a um, horrible person. Well, if Mabel's not accommodating to this request, perhaps some of the other ladies would be interested in attending and seeing if we can't figure out what's going on and give you at least some sort of peace of mind. I hate to impose on you, but would you mind getting me a doctor? I'll, uh, I'll, of course, uh, I'd appreciate it greatly. I will arrange for a house call. Thank you. Okay, so you do all that. Maggie Cooper, you're heading back to Whitechapel. Whitechapel's this huge road that cuts along the Thames, um, not far from the docks. So on your way back, you notice that there's this young girl. Now, You've seen this before, and it, it does, it bugs you. I, I would I imagine. I started off as an orphan yeah, on it, the street. It, it, I'd imagine it bothers you. Um, but there's this very young girl that Craggy is kind of uh, pulling along. And she's, oof, she's probably, you know, not very far into puberty. And you know from what you can see that, you know, she's going to be pressed into service relatively quick. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, just like, come on, girl, pulling her. Who's dragging her? Uh, Craggy, the guy who runs stone. the oh, right. Pig and okay. Stone across from your place. Yes. You used to, do you really like that name? I'm sorry, I just keep thinking their tagline is come get porked. <laughs> so, yuck, you know, yuck, 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 yuck. You know, um, so you're seeing this, um, and she's very much in distress and gets pulled into the place. Um, and uh, you, you know, you walk in your building, and what is your, what, what is your reactions? What are your feelings? Seeing this kind of thing, you've seen stuff before, but yeah, this is a, you know. Um, I'm gonna go up to like my bedroom quarters and uh, dig out some money from one of my hidden stashes that I keep in my room. Okay. That I think would be a, a decent amount of money to go offer Craggy. Okay. And I'm gonna go see if he'll let me 
Not like buy her, but I'm going to go like... Well, buy her. Basically, buy her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You go over there and place smells horrible. It's not nearly kept as well as, as yours is. There are no curtains. There's just, it's, it's just gross. The ladies have not been well taken care of or after. Probably smells so bad. It's horrible. Yeah. Just in general, like you, like you don't even, it doesn't register because you live there. Um, you live in the area, but you got to figure everything. The mud is not just mud. And that's the horrible part of it all. When you walk in, Craggy is kind of uh, taken, taken aback that you're even there. He goes, well, what are you doing here? So you brought in uh, a young little piece not too long ago. Well, we, uh, we're thinking of uh, expanding, and I might need someone to help me around the house. No, no, no. You know how many of my... Girls are starting to get too old, and I've got to replace them at some point. She's not going to be any good to you. Look at her. She's shy. She'll be fine. A couple of good rows, and she'll be fine. Look, Craggy, I'm offering you a good amount of money for her. What do you got? Let me see. I hand him, like, a little bushel that's, like, a pretty generous amount of money. A generous amount. Yeah. Looks at her. And I guess you're going to press her into service then and make back all this money? I don't think it's much of your business what I'm going to do with her. She whimpers a little bit in the corner, and uh, she goes, uh, he goes, all right, fine, you can, you can have her. Not like your place is going to be open much longer. I can always take her back when she's on the street. Sure, Craggy. Always a pleasure doing business with you. So, and you take her hand. And, <laughs> okay. And you get back over to your, to your place, and she goes, uh, What's your name, dear? Lucy, ma'am, I'm, thank you. Uh, I, I don't know what... Lucy, first of all, I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Oh, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. My father, uh, my father got into some uh, debt, and he's in the workhouses now, and they sold me to that gentleman, and, and I, uh, I appreciate it. I, I do. I, I didn't know what I was going to how I was going to get out of that situation. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll clean. Yeah, I'll your, tell you what. Your door looks like it needs a good screw. What is wrong with your door? I'm not going to even... No, you don't need to mess with the door, dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> but look, I could use someone to help me in the kitchen. Oh, that, that sounds wonderful. I, Scrubbing I, pots, peeling potatoes, I things like that. I can do like all that. of that, ma'am. I can, I can work very hard for you. You stick around here as long as you like, dear, until something comes up or your father's free, all right? Okay, thank you very much, ma'am. Okay, Eugenia Pinbottom, you go back. Your husband is is gone, and you have the place to yourself. What do you do when your husband is not around? Well, there's so much to do. First of all, I have to tell the household staff what to do. (laughs) (laughs) They'll probably bring me my afternoon tea. Uh, at which time I'll, I'll take my tea and then I'll consult with the housekeeper and consult with her on any problems the chambermaids and such might be having. 
Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Running a household is no joke, ladies. <laughs> One must be on top of these servants at all times. Because otherwise, it will just be chaos. The salad fork will be next to the crab fork, and we just can't have it. <laughs> so upstairs, downstairs, Downton yeah. Abbey, and just like, <laughs> we're like literally like everything is happening downstairs and nothing is happening upstairs. It's so good. Truly, I, I, am, I am very fond of my housekeeper. She's quite good at running a household. And so I just consult with her, find out what the problems are. And what's your, uh, what's your main household? Like, who's your top butler or who's in charge of the... the who do you yell at to well, yell at I other don't people? Know, I don't know that we necessarily have... We, we all We wealthy. don't have names for them. <laughs> it's, <laughs> hey, just, you. Hey, you. Get over here. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Uh, we are wealthy. We might have a butler, but I don't think we'd have footmen. Ah, okay. Right? Because well, we're not... We're you're not, rich, but we're, you're not... We're, but we're not aristocracy. Right, of course. Right. We're wealthy, but we're not aristocracy. So what's your butler's name? Um, oh, what's a good butler's name? It would have to be something like um, Higgins or... No, 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 that's... No, yeah, no, yeah, that's... Or... <laughs> I don't know. You like, like it? Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's Magnum PI. I know, which is why I probably why I like it. <laughs> Professor Higgins from My Fair Lady. Yeah, <laughs> which is I think where they got the name from too. Probably. I liked Godfrey Higgins. Bumbry. I like I like Godfrey. You want to go with Godfrey? My man Godfrey. My man Godfrey. My Godfrey. One of my favorite movies. Yes, we'll go with Godfrey. All right, Godfrey. ma'am. Uh, you found a forgotten man at the party. <laughs> I need to speak with you for a moment. Um, it's a delicate situation. One of our, one of our maids. She's um, she's in love with this young man, and has been derelict in her duties. And I would like your permission to let her go. We uh, we have found soot throughout the house where it should not be. She's supposed to take care of the flues and and everything else, and she just has not been doing her job properly, and. I think she's she's allowed her womanhood to get away with her. Oh, I see. Well, um, has she been been given warnings? I have given her several several warnings, ma'am, and she says that she needs this job, but she doesn't act like she needs this job. Um, and has a. Uh, has, has Mrs. Fent spoken with her? Oh, I don't, ma'am, I don't, I don't speak with Mrs. Fent very often. She is a sometimes crass woman, and I, I feel that my place is more upstairs. Yes, but Mrs. Fent is quite a good housekeeper. She usually keeps a good, a good uh, short leash on her chambermaid. As you say, ma'am. What is your issue with Mrs. Fent? She just sometimes goes across boundaries she shouldn't. Such as? All of them. Can you be specific? <laughs> the upstairs is mine to deal with when we're dealing with your dinner parties 
And I am the one that is supposed to talk with the servants before they go out and serve you. Of course. But she's constantly telling people to take out dishes in a different order than I would like. And I have told her again and again, this room, this top floor is mine to worry about. She is to worry about the kitchen and the laundry. But I digress. And why is this the first I've heard of it? I did not want to bother you with such trivialities. I'm just saying Molly needs to go. Well. But if you feel like you can talk to Miss... Because I I feel so terrible letting young love be thrown, you know, as an excuse for for firing someone. Well, but you, you... when a when a, uh, a woman of this age gets this feeling in her, it's really hard for her to focus on her duties at, at a job. So maybe it's time that she goes. Has this young man asked for her hand? Not yet. They've only started seeing each other. Mm. And do you know who the young man is? <laughs> of course. Why would I know? Well, that is important. If he's a young man of good character, he'll probably ask for her hand. And then we would be rid of her anyway, because she'd be often married. However, if he's not of good character, or if, God forbid, it's not a man who is unattached, shall we say. Because we do know that scandal happens. Scandal would hurt this family. Shouldn't the we get rid of her now? scandal would hurt the family, but that is why we must know who the young man is before we jump to sacking someone. Ma'am. I will. Uh, I will talk to Miss Finch, and I will find out all of the, the, the details, and then I will come back and talk with you more. Excellent. And I mean, if worse comes to worse, yes, we can sack her, but we will give her a reference. Of course. Does that sound fair? Uh, Overly fair, yes. Of course. Exceedingly fair. Thank you, Godfrey. That will be all. Yes, ma'am. Goes on. Okay. Dang! (laughs) Some icy British fighting right here. (laughs) I'm into it. (laughs) All right. Alizé, you go back to your shop and you open everything up. And, uh, ah, it's nice to let the air in. Um, um, this lovely London day. It's <laughs> <laughs> like black soot. There's all smog. I'm constantly dusting. <laughs> you go like this, and it's just like ugh, yeah. It's really no bad. white glove testing in here. Yeah, there's no reason. Uh, yeah, because all of the like the docks and everything else is just. Plumes and it doesn't the matter. The industrial where. revolution mm-hmm. is, is full on, <laughs> yeah. and it's been going for a while. Mm-hmm. You open up your shop, and Benny comes in, and he says, uh, uh, and he takes out a, a piece of paper, and he, he hands it to you. Yes. And he says, I'm very sorry for having to uh, speak to you this way, but I have a hard time with words, and. I was wondering if I could take you out for ice cream on Sunday after church. (laughs) Benny. And he's like, looking at you like, 
and then he just runs off. <laughs> I nodded my head for those at home. <laughs> Excitedly. We just had a conversation without words. Yeah. <laughs> Actually speaking out loud, he just handed me the note, and I just nodded yes. <laughs> so he, after church, he's going to take you out for ice cream, which is a very, like... He's going to buy me ice cream. <laughs> buy me ice cream. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, so, so excited. You get home. Yeah, it's very weird. Oh, I'm beaming. I'm beaming. <laughs> My heart is singing. I don't know what to do. What am I going to wear? I have like one good dress. I don't know what to do. I haven't gone on a date like ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Ethel. Would I have made a stop back by Mabel's to discuss with her moving stuff? Because I, I would have arranged for the doctor and then I would have gone to Mabel's. Absolutely. Because she's going to be the problem child of this whole <laughs> she move is, location She thing. is the problem child. Wilford, God love Britain, would you please stop moving <laughs> all of the things that you continually move around the house, please. My heart cannot take it much more. Yes, Mom. Just, just do what I ask you to do. Oh, Ethel, you're, you're back. Um, did you leave something? Is there something I can help you with? Uh, to be quite honest, I came back to speak with you because I do believe I have located another place that we can have our seance, perhaps with a better chance of success, contact in... The recently departed. Well, as much as I love your dulcet tones, I don't know if that's really what we need to do right now. Now, Mabel, perhaps I've been misunderstanding the nature of this group, but it is my understanding that we, as a group of black-minded ladies, have sort of a democracy about this group, and if everybody feels a certain way, that we are agreeable to that, so... I do believe that we should leave it up to just more than the two of us. Oh, Americans and their democracy. Of course, of course, we can all speak. Um, where did you want to hold this? Over at Rose's home. Her husband, being recently departed, oh. seems like perhaps a better spirit to try and reach out to. Well, if I'm being honest with you, I have not felt a presence of a spirit around her, but if you feel that we can do that, then then we can uh, we can give it a try. My dear, I would not approach you about such a delicate subject unless I was really feeling that it was going to be to the benefit of the entire group. Uh, of course, of course. Okay, well then, I guess we can. I can acquiesce to you, and uh, we can. Set it up at Rose's place for tomorrow. Uh, thank you kindly, and uh, can I assume that you will have missive sent to the other ladies telling um, them of the change of venue? I'll have Wilford go, and then that way, for at least an hour, he won't be giving me a headache. <laughs> well, it seems that we've solved a couple of problems, and I won't trouble you any longer. Thank you, Ethel. Have a, have a wonderful day. And you as well. So you leave. <laughs> Handled. <laughs> Mischief managed. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. 
What you guys a are not getting over Brit here going is going after a Georgian Southerner. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. It's like I can do this too, dear. All day long. Savannah, Savannah yeah. people, man. Oh. That was like the out nice, out nice. Yeah, no. Yeah, like bless I was their saying heart. about my bless grandmother. Their heart. <laughs> Aren't you precious? <laughs> you sure do. Eat. Your wife sure does have a good appetite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, cool. Um, so the next day, it's Friday night. Um, unless anyone has something that they want to do before we go to the seance, I Anything? might go get a new hat, but that, we don't need to do that as a scene. Okay. Just letting you know. <laughs> so you're, you're getting your accoutrement oh, so ready. I'm <laughs> okay. Sunday. Okay, um, Ethel, was there anything you wanted to do? She might draw another card, and then she would probably go in advance of everyone to make sure that Rose is feeling better after the doctor visit. Is she drawing the card for herself or for Rose? Drawing a card for just what the energy General. of the evening would be. Why don't you draw the card then? I will do I, that. I am totally going to go to that a lot, so I hope you're <laughs> I am, okay I'm with that. I'm happy to do so. <laughs> it's fun. Hmm, interesting. So I have the inverted Eight of Swords, and the Eight of Swords is about feeling uh, bound up and unable to uh, choose an action in a direction and move things forward. However, it's inverted, which often means that the meaning is also reversed. So this can mean that there's sort of a breaking of binds so that things can actually progress and the decision's been made. Okay. The spirit's gonna visit us. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, so um, what we're gonna do right now is this is actually a good place to stop. Um, we're gonna we're gonna stop right here, and then we're gonna pick up the seance in the second episode. So I hope you guys can all join us for the next uh, episode of Other World London. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I've had a great time. Thank you, ladies. You've been great, and we will talk with you soon. Ethel, what did you... Well, where can they find everyone on the social medias, which are not present in 1890, but are present now? Very true. Um, You can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter, and you can also find me at platemailgames.com, where I sell a bunch of my audio that you'll hear on this podcast, and I'll give it to Terry. Oh, hello. I'm Terry Gamble. Nice to talk with you. Um, also known as Alize Carew on this show. I'm super excited. Um, you can find me on the Instagram at Little Terry Sunshine. That's with one R. Little Terry Sunshine. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at I am Terry Gamble. Again, that's Terry with one R. Great. Kelsey? You can find me on the social medias, uh, Twitter or Instagram at Kelsey Kelsum. Cool. Mac? You can find me wherever great social media is sold as at Strange Like That. Great. Michelle? And you can find me on Twitter on at Michulu. Cool. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us. I hope you uh, join us for our next adventure. 